Hi, and welcome to Mindful, Beautiful, and Thriving, a podcast series by Tharaka Foundation focused on youth mental health. Before we begin today's episode, I just wanted to let you all know that all content that is found in our podcast is created for informational purposes only. This content is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, treatment, or therapy. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified health provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition, and never disregard professional medical advice or delay in seeking it because of something you have heard in this podcast. Thank you so much, and without further ado, let's get started. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Conflict Management Series. I'm your host, Poonam Nagpal. I do have Deborah Lafon with me today. She is a licensed therapist working in this field for more than 22 years. So we are going to hear her on this subject. So Deborah, we did talk about a few things in our previous episodes, um, the root cause of conflicts. We were talking about the use of technology. So today I wanted to focus on academics. But do you see teens who are stressed and they are not able to perform well in their school? I see both. I see teens that are really stressed out and not performing well, and I see teens that are extremely stressed and are performing really well. So there's a lot of pressure internally oftentimes that they want to perform and they want to do well, but they're very overwhelmed, particularly in this current format. It's very stressful to be online all day at school and across the board, what everyone's saying that I see in my practice is that they're getting so much more homework than they ever had before, more than they would ever have if they were in class. So it makes it extremely difficult for them to balance that. And there's so much, as we talked about before, online time. So this is even more online time for them. And then there's another piece that's not related to the current pandemic, but There's a lot of pressure oftentimes from parents to perform academically, even students that are really good students, and that makes it really difficult. One of the challenges I have is oftentimes a lot of the just basic things that teens maybe perhaps want to do, like go participate in some school activity is all tied to academics, and it's significantly tied, meaning it has to be an A or better, or the teen won't be able to go to whatever the event is. So that makes it really challenging. Of course, it's good. You want teams to perform as best they can, but not have that pressure because that leads to tremendous anxiety, depression, even sometimes panic attacks when there's extreme pressure from parents to perform, perform, performance, that that's the only focus in their life. So that's, I see that quite often, and that's very difficult for teens and difficult for parents. Of course, they want their kids to do well, get into a good college and be successful, but putting all of that pressure creates a whole other set of issues. Yes, Deborah, and I will tell you a very sad story I heard the other day. You know, in schools also there is a great bullying. Uh, so kids mm-hmm. are getting tremendous pressure from their parents, and they're putting that internal pressure themselves, and then they have this peer pressure. So when yeah. a girl was telling me um, she got A minus, and then, you know, a peer is giving a lecture, hey, you will get A next time, you will do better. And she was telling, like, she lied. She was, like, you know, kind of compelled due to that environment in the school and grade bullying, and she was not honest. She And that was causing more guilt in her. 
I do feel sometimes even teens, they do not want to share their struggle because maybe parents are judging or even their peers are judging them. So as you said, you know, like they, they will keep it to themselves, they will bottle up and then maybe they will go through that depression and anxiety. So what is your recommendation to our parents, how they can help teen and not get into conflict and develop that trust? You know, teens are trying their best what they can. So any tips for parents? I think what you just said to be supportive and trusting that teens are doing the best that they can. And back to sort of what we talked about over all of our discussions is you really know your child the best. and you know if they're performing up to their ability or not. And so providing encouragement, but not judgment and not pressure, which is quite a delicate balance, but asking for an open dialogue with your teen. How are you doing? What's going on for you? How are you feeling about classes? And not putting the pressure that you have to get an A. Because what I've seen, as you said, with grade bullying, and that does happen. And I've seen teens that are beyond 4.0, they're maybe 4.5, and they think that's still not good enough because their peers are getting 4.7. The goalpost is constantly moved. And so that makes it extremely stressful for the team. So parents to find where is that balance, encouraging, being supportive, having their teams talk to them about that and encouraging them also to have other things that they focus on in their life besides just their grades. And I'm not minimizing academics and grades, that's super important, but if that's the only focus, it's problematic if they don't have time with friends, if they don't have activities that they enjoy, if they're constantly in school and then tutoring and everything is, I mean, I've seen that kids booked from seven in the morning till teens booked seven in the morning till 7 p.m. with school tutoring, homework, I mean, it's just too much. It becomes overwhelming. So the tips for parents would be to be supportive, be encouraging, recognize what your child's capacity and abilities are. If you notice a decline, we'll, talk to them and see what that's what's going on with that, but also you know, be supportive of them and encourage them to talk to you about how difficult it is. And that alone would be super helpful because most of the teams that I work with are already super motivated and they need encouragement, not pressure. Yes, Deborah, and I will tell you my personal experience. I am um, having a master's degree, and so is my husband, and we both are earning six figures. And one time, my child told me she feels tremendous pressure um, because she thinks she's not good enough, and she doesn't know if she will be doing grad school, and will she be mm -hmm. able to earn so much. So I really felt so much for her. I said, you do not need to take any pressure from me. You are an individual. You have your own journey. You do not need to compare yourself with me. I want you to be yourself and do your best. So as you said, you know, parents, we need to be encouraging, we need to be supporting and keep that communication channel open. Yes. Uh, because I, I must tell you, my child needed help, um, but she did not open up and she was keeping it to herself. Um, so thanks to technology, now we can see the grades and we do see child performance in the school. My poor girl was, you know, not able to share. Um, she was not doing very well. She was having that fear. Parents will be judging me or they will say right. like, you know, so I really learned hard way. That's what I feel. And, and, you know, the mission of the Sarika Foundation, the whole child. 
as you said, academics is very important. We are not underestimating that. But ha having that whole development, right? Like socially, you are yes. happy and you're doing something for your community. And I must tell you, you know, um, several, several years back, I did watch a movie and it was Raised to Nowhere. And it made a big impact on me. You know, yes, we are racing, we are working like machines every day um, as a parents, and that's what we are doing it for our child. But what is the end goal? Right? So if I'm not right. enjoying my journey, you know, what's the use of re reaching that high goal of uh, all the grades and then reaching to Ivy League? But if you're unhappy, is it worth right. it? Right. Yes. And I think you touched so, on a good point. Once parents are really successful and they've accomplished a lot in their career, in their education, teens are quite often comparing themselves to their parents and wondering if they measure up. So exactly what you were experiencing with your daughter, I see that with a lot of teens. Well, my mom did this, or my dad did that. I need to do better. I need to achieve more. I need to do more. There's always that desire when there's that pressure to continue to do more. And as you said, it's a race to where. I mean, yes, it's important, of course. I, again, not underestimating or not minimizing the importance of education, but whole, the whole person is also important. It has to be balanced. And oftentimes I see that there's not balance. Academics are the primary focus at the expense of the whole child or the whole team. Yes, Deborah, and other thing I noticed, um, number of APs um, these teams are trying to take in the high school. So yes. in my high school district, uh, it is such a cutthroat competition, and they do not allow taking AP classes in ninth grade or 10th grade, um, but then kids, they do four or five or even more APs in their 11th grade. So. Mm -hmm. Any advice to parents and even kids, you know, yes, it's good to have that desire, do hard work, have good habits, but don't kill yourself. Like, you know, don't lose right. your happiness, your health. So any tips to kids for having that balance in their life? Encouraging them, and this, is, this starts early, to develop other interests, whatever it is, if it's volunteering or if they like some kind of sport activity, or if they're creative, they like art, or if they like dancing, singing, whatever they like, and spending time with friends, encouraging them to develop other things. And again, not minimizing the significance of academics, but instilling in them that being a well-rounded person is really important. So if they, under, they know that at home they're having that support, there's not going to be that pressure to perform there might be that pressure, but at least they know they can come to you know, parents and to say, I'm really struggling, this is really difficult, and parents can provide support and encouragement and encourage them to enjoy some of their time. Because you're right, it's very cutthroat and the academics, it, it is really difficult and teams need that time, they need downtime. So, for example, if they have a day off of school, letting them have that, because oftentimes really schools like you're describing, private schools or schools that are super competitive, there's so much pressure to perform all the time. These schools will oftentimes give them a day off, and but then parents are saying, well, you need to study or you need to do homework, you need to do more. No, that's just their time off. Let them enjoy that day. Let them choose what they want to do because that's extremely important to have other things that they're focusing on, not just their academics. 
I fully agree with you, Deborah, and I will tell you one experience I recently had. So my child, he did take um, honors chemistry. He was eligible for that. And um, it, and due to the online learning, he did not have a good experience because the teacher mm -hmm. uh, was showcasing the test and then, you know, flipping the screen by uh, soon without giving enough time. And now this child cannot go back and review the question. There is a time pressure. Right? The test taking right. strategy, uh, he was not able to apply. And he had tears in his eyes. And he came to me, he explained his situation. So I said, okay, let me first do my homework. Is it only my child who is feeding that or is like mm -hmm. the whole class is feeding that? So I, we do have a group, uh, WhatsApp group. So I did send a message there. So in a few minutes, there were 30, 40 parents who reached out and they we made another group and, um, I found out my child is not alone. So now mm -hmm. as a parent, what should I be doing? That's what I asked myself. Yeah, it's like good he had honors and he's a good student. He he right. should be doing it, but uh, at what at what cost? You know, I right. it's just the beginning of the semester, so I asked myself, do I want him to suffer for the whole year or should I take a step and do the right thing which will make him happy mm -hmm. so yeah it was a difficult decision to be honest um i did feel like you know he, uh, he could have done it but then i moved him to the normal level i must tell you he's such a happy child now and he Good. feels yeah as you said you know that parent support makes a huge difference <laughs> so I'm glad he came to me. We talked. I did get involved a little bit. I did ask him even to stand up for himself, send an email to his teacher and tell his difficulties. So we did that. The teacher said, hey, I will keep doing this way. You need to increase your fluency and, you know, reading speed and all. So I, I had to, you know, accepted i'm not going to uh, change the teacher or change the system but right. my child happiness is most important to me so as you said you know parents as a parent we need to be supportive we need to keep that channel communication channel open and have that empathy um, right. yes it's not easy on them with this online learning model right so and on top we add more stress is it fair right Yes, and it is a hard decision with those AP classes what to do with that. That's a struggle that I see oftentimes, and you have to decide what's best for your child. And that's tough sometimes because sometimes the teens don't want to drop out of those classes. They really want to be able to do it, but with especially in this online format, it's really difficult. Things get missed, or then they're a little, even if they reach out to their teacher, sometimes they don't hear back from their teacher, or they, some teens are afraid or feel uncomfortable to say that I don't understand or I'm not learning because they have the expectation or pressure within themselves. I should know this. I should be able to do this. So the most critical piece for parents is to be there as you were for your son and be supportive and listen. And even though it's a hard decision, make the best decision for him, which was, as you said, to go into a regular class. And there's nothing wrong with that. And the teens need to understand that's not a failure that that's okay this is what you needed at this point in time so there's nothing wrong with that but they get that 
message from internally or from pressure or their own perspective, whether it's correct or not, that it's a failure if they're not able to perform at this super high standard. And especially at this time, it's really important to be supportive because the online learning format is really challenging. Yes, I agree. When you're talking about online learning, Deborah, I wanted to ask you one question. Um, are there any tips for parents or kids with the special need? Um, we did not talk about that, and I do know few friends who have child with special needs. So as we said, it's not easy for any of us, and I do not know right. if it is harder for those kids who have their ADHD or any other special needs. Do you have anything for those parents? It is more difficult, especially if that ADHD sitting for that period of time is very difficult. And oftentimes the the kids that I work with or teams that I work with, they might have accommodations already in place with the school. So that's really helpful. That's something that if their teen or child is really struggling with, there are accommodations that can be made by the school to help with that sort of make the online format a little bit easier. But barring that, then it's having a conversation with the child and having a conversation with the teachers about what the struggles are and then making some accommodations for the child. And I encourage them to sort of, if they can, and that's again, you have to collaborate with the teachers and with the school to have, especially ADHD, opportunities for movement. So to sit just in front of the screen for an extended period of time is not really possible. So getting up and stretching, doing some deep breathing, if they can turn off their camera briefly. Again, that it just depends on the teacher and the school. So that's where the parents need to be proactive and advocate with and collaborate with the school, advocate for their child that this is what he or she needs. But opportunities for movement, there are sensory items that, especially kids that have ADHD can use that are not disruptive, but just help them have a little bit of movement. There are liquid timers that they can watch that helps them sort of soothe themselves and calm down. There are sensory bands that they can put on their chair so that they can move their feet around. So lots of things that they can do, but that requires working with the school just to make sure that doesn't get them into trouble for doing some of those things. Because oftentimes teens will say, I can't turn off my camera. So it makes it kind of tough. But in asking a child with ADHD or a teen with ADHD to sit for an hour, sometimes two hours, three hours, and not really having the opportunity for breaks or movement is very, very difficult. So that would be something I'd encourage parents to work closely with the child and with the school on strategies to help them with the online format. And then secondly, having an easily accessible place that they can see their homework and what's required of them and perhaps what was gone over in class, because with ADHD staying focused for that period of time is extremely challenging. And oftentimes the teens and kids I work with that have ADHD will miss assignments or they'll miss concepts that were taught in class because of their ADHD. And that can create a whole series of problems. So knowing where they can access the information and again, working with the teacher and talking about hey, my child is in, or teen is struggling with this issue. Can we work together to help support him or her? Wow, so many good tips. Thank you so much, Deborah, for your insightful thoughts with sharing with us. I would like to say thank you again for joining us today. We will continue our conversation on this conflict management related to academics in our next episode. Thank you very much for joining us. 
Thank you for listening to Mindful, Beautiful and Thriving, a podcast series by Tarika Foundation focused on youth mental health. If you like our podcast, please subscribe and share it with your friends. Stay safe and healthy. Till next time.